You're listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Hello, friends. This is the Common Fan Podcast. We are happy to have you with us. I am TJ Burkle, as always, right alongside Maddie Owens, Sr. and Geoff in Lincoln. Quick reminder to follow the podcast on your streaming platform of choice. Follow us on Twitter at, at CommonFanGBR. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can send all uh, suggestions and criticisms and anything else you want to share to commonfangbr at gmail.com. Also, if you're liking what you're he- what you hear, if you're a regular listener, tell your friends about the pod. We're excited to see our listenership steadily growing, and we hope you'll help us spread the word to Husker Nation. All right. We are thrilled to be joined today by Husker legend Jordan Westerkamp. Mr. Westerkamp is number four all-time in total receptions at Nebraska, number five all-time in total receiving touchdowns, number six all-time in total receiving yards. He was a multi-year All-Big Ten selection, and he is the owner of some of the most famous catches in Nebraska history, including the 2013 Hail Mary against Northwestern, and of course the behind-the-back grab against Florida Atlantic in 2014. Jordan, Mr. Westerkamp will say, thank you for joining the Common Fans today. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. That was quite the intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate you uh, you joining us. Um, we want to obviously we want to get into to a lot relating to your Nebraska career, but maybe we'll just start. So you're you're an Illinois guy, right? You 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 Correct. went to Montini Catholic in Lombard, Illinois. Um, would love to hear like, what was your recruiting process like? Like, how did you end up at Nebraska? Why did you end up at, at Nebraska? Yeah. So, so I started getting pretty, pretty uh, heavily recruited when I was a sophomore. I had a pretty big sophomore year, um, in high school, our team won the state championship. I had about, I think it was like 1600 receiving yards and, and a bunch of touchdowns. And that's kind of when my, my recruiting, no surprise, up. no surprise. <laughs> I was a, I was a young cat, but uh, that's when my, my recruiting opened up. And then my first offers came in from, from the in-state schools, Northwestern and Illinois. Um, and throughout my career at Montini, Coach Fitzgerald was all over me. Um, I love Coach Fitz. And uh, at the time, the U of I coach was was Ron Zook. And mm-hmm. and they weren't doing too hot, and he was on a hot seat. So um, that was kind of that was never really in, in in my my books, but it was my first offer ever. So that that that's near and dear to my heart. And my father played football at the University of Illinois, so okay, um, had, had some connections. So my my dad played in the '80s when, when they were pretty good. He got a Rose Bowl jersey, a Rose Bowl ring, all that good stuff. So he's got some some cool some cool stuff at home. Awesome. Um, but but th- that's when the, that's when the process started for me. Um, and and as a sophomore, Nebraska had uh, sent me in the mail like a, a US, USB drive that I that plugged into my computer and I saw their facilities. And and, and again, I, I didn't grow up a, a Nebraska fan by any means. I I didn't learn about all the history and the tradition and, until um, I started to look into them and, and strongly consider them as, a, as an option to, to, to play at the next level. Uh, but I got a, a USB drive sent to me and I, I checked it out and I loved it. And their coaches reached out. Coach John Garrison was the uh, the, the sure. recruiting coordinator for, for me in that area. He's, he was the O-line coach at the time. 
Um, he had reached out and 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 he had came out and visited me. Um, and built up a good relationship. And and by my junior year, I had a I had a huge junior season as well. Um, pretty much doubled all my stats for my sophomore year. And and that's kind of when it exploded. And and I got a, a pretty much every Big Ten offer, a bunch some SEC schools. That that's when it took off. Yeah. Um. So I went. I I did my due diligence and I took my trips, took my visits visits to certain schools. Um, as a junior, they were all unofficial, unofficial visits. Um, but I went out to Nebraska and I went out to their, their, their spring game and it just oh, nice. it swept me off my feet. That was my first experience out there. And, and, um, at the time they had, you know, state of the art equipment facilities and all that stuff. I loved Lincoln. Um, it was great. Everyone thinks it's just cornfields, but no, you got, you got the big city feel, you got the suburbs feel, you got the small town feel, you got all that, all that in one. Um, but I, but I absolutely loved it. I loved coach Bo Pelini. Loved what he was about. He reminded me a lot of my my high school coach at the time, fiery Italian guy. Uh, <laughs> but but and I just I just loved his coaching style and I loved everything about it. Coach Rich Fisher, he was the wideout coach, and I, and I loved everything he was about. Um, it was just a perfect fit, and and you know going to the the that, that spring game as a junior and, and having fans you know holler my name that that was that was different. Um, <laughs> and we all know you know Nebraska fans they're they're fanatics, so that that was super oh, cool, yeah. super unique. And I actually I committed to Nebraska as a junior. I committed early. Okay, so That's awesome. I, I committed to Nebraska, and and you know the process kind of went on. Teams still would reach out. Um, you know, at that that time when when a player committed, it was pretty solidified, whether it was verbal or you know or or paper to pen. Now now you each day a guy wakes up and they decommit, recommit, transfer left right. It's it's crazy now, but. Um, School still pursued me as I, you know, as I went through my senior year, and then my senior year, I, I even I doubled my junior stats. So I, I it's it's incredible. Um, I, I had a very fortunate career, kind of a perfect storm. Great offense, great quarterbacks, um, and I'm I, I'm pretty sure I'm still the record holder for in Illinois for like every and all receiving stat, <laughs> um, nice. essentially career receiving yardage, touchdowns, catches, all that good stuff. But, um. Notre Dame came out of the came out of nowhere and they, oh. they yeah they came oh. at me pretty freaking hard my 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 senior year and again as a my I want you know Catholic kid growing up in around Chicago Notre Dame's a pretty big deal so sure. and we don't have, we don't want G off to hear that G, G yeah, so. kind of second favorite team is Notre Dame Jordan so yeah, right yeah you <laughs> well, made the well, right they, choice Jordan you made I'll the right give you that you made the right choice but I, that had to have been very hard on you. <laughs> it was it was tough and you know a lot of my family were Notre Dame fans so sure that was tough um but I, again I still I still did my my what if I, I still took an official visit out there coach Kelly at the time and his staff they came out to my house here in, in Illinois and they they were they were full court press wow. um and, and and that that was pretty cool um I went there I went to South Bend I took an official visit there and coach Pliny wasn't very happy about that and I got a funny story about <laughs> coach Bo <laughs> um, and we'll get to that, but I went out to to Notre Dame, and, and it just wasn't Lincoln. It just wasn't Lincoln. I love it. Uh, oh man, I love that. I just, it just wasn't Lincoln for for so many other for so many reasons. So um, I ended up sticking with Nebraska, and that's kind of how that process went for me. But um, I remember that you know the night that, that Coach Pliny and staff came out to my house, and we had to tell them that I was taking an official to Notre Dame, and we were having a great you know great night. We got some pizza. I think it was um, Luminati's pizza. We're all hanging out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it got to the part of the night where my got quiet. My dad kind of let him, hey, Jordan, he's going to go take an official. We just got to make sure, yada, yada, all that good stuff, which I'm glad, you know, my dad did that because I had to because 
I don't, I don't ever go back and go, well, what if? So um, absolutely. I went and took that trip, but it's funny because we tell coach Bo and it gets quiet and I can just, you know, he's, I can tell he's starting to fume a little bit and he just, he breaks out and goes, yeah, he can take the visit. Notre Dame can't sniff our jocks. My <laughs> 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 entire family. That was, that was, it was so funny. Um, that, that got me. So, coach Bo's oh, the man. And I love, I love coach Bo. That's hilarious. But, that's, but outstanding. We, uh, that's a little story, but that's kind of how that process went. And then I, you know, I came back from that visit and, and it solidified that I was going to be a, a corn husker. And then the rest is history. That's so cool. Nice. How many times have you seen Rudy? <laughs> a few times. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you're getting off more offers starting your sophomore year, you know, your, your performance and your stats only jump, you know, in the, in the junior and senior year after that, were you, were you, were you always, your dad's a college athlete. Were you always a standout? Were you always a receiver? Like, were you always in the backyard throwing the ball around or like, like clearly you're not a late bloomer. Um, right. You know, when did you start playing football? When did you kind of know, Hey, I'm actually, I might be pretty good at this. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we, our family, big sports family. So we were always playing sports growing up, but when I, you know, when I was in youth football, I was even at that time, just making circus catches crazy, doing <laughs> things that typical, you know, grade schoolers, you know, they, they weren't doing so. So by my, by my seventh and eighth grade year, I was, you know, I was doing some pretty crazy stuff. And I, I had, you know, I was the same size I am now height wise. Um, so, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, it started at an early age and just carried on and, and um, you know, again, perfect storm, thankful that my dad had that experience and he was my receiver coach throughout my entire time in high school. So a lot of my skill set was formed through his coaching. So I think, you know, thank God for that and, and, and how hard and, and disciplined he was on me. Cause I mean, he didn't care if I was, you know, you know, a five star or, or whatever he was, he was going to be on my ass. <laughs> I mean, I remember go looking back at practices and just, you know, he'd come out of nowhere and start screaming at me in front of the whole team. And if I didn't do something correct and it was, I needed it because I thought, you know, I was, I was that guy and I needed it. He, had, he brought me back down to earth and, and, you know, the amount of times I would come home from practice and throw my cleats at the wall. My mom would be like, what happened? Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was all part of the, the process and I'm very thankful for it. Did you do, were there sp specific drills you did? Like, did you always just have good hands or like, are there specific? Cause I know, uh, you know, they teach you to catch the ball with the hands first and then right. bring it in. Right. Or are there like specific things you did? Cause I mean, you, you know, some, like, some of your, your catches are just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, from from an early age, it was just about consistency. And my dad had, you know, my dad played before they had gloves, so and he had really, really good hands. Yeah. Um, now he might have been using stickum, but no, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> um, you know, he had some, he had solid hands. And I mean, I, I go back and we had my dad's high school highlight tape, and it's in black and white. Sorry, dad. Um, <laughs> but but the catches he's making without gloves on, like diving one hand, like is unbelievable. So I'm, I, I, you know, I got some some of it from that. But then again, you know, my dad's style of of just making sure I. I mean, I remember summers every day, a hundred balls every day, every oh, day, wow. every day, a hundred balls. And then we, at one point we got a jugs machine and then, you know, crank that sucker up and then and, and get that involved. So, so catching it's, it's all about consistency and just doing it. Uh, but yeah, I definitely had a little, I don't know, maybe from my father, just his, his good set of hands. And then, you know, the drills we would do in pre-practice or post-practice, I'm holding six balls. He throws another one at me. I got to make the catch somehow, some way, you know, you throw it behind me. I get so that behind the back was cool because, you know, jokingly, you know, in pre-practice, like it, it had happened before. Like it, it was something that was familiar to me. So, I mean, that, 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 that play that happened in a split seconds, you know, but, but maybe that, maybe that reaction was, was instilled early on when I just, Hey, I had the idea of everything's catchable. So just go for it, you know? So, um, 
That's you awesome. know just doing those drills throughout my entire career absolutely got me into that mindset that you know no matter where that ball is, it's catchable. Go get it. All right, common fan children out there, get out in the yard, <laughs> catch the ball every day. <laughs> the ball around. Um, one thing I was thinking, and that's incredible, by the way, Jordan. Just because I, by no, I'm not afraid to admit it, I don't have hands. I mean, a coworker <laughs> could toss me a pen across the desk, and I'd probably bobble it twice and tear my ACL, and have to be carried out of the <laughs> office. Um, and I did like what you said earlier. You're right. Lincoln is not South Bend. You're correct. Lincoln doesn't have that iconic Golden Dome. Stop it. Doesn't it, have no. these Stop beautiful it, Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't have the grotto. But Get you know, we'll here. take it. Sorry, Get out sorry. Of here. I got no, he, he was saying sorry. Lincoln Lincoln is was better for him oh, than South Bend. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, okay. And better for a lot of people. Sorry, sorry. Let me, okay. let me tell you, South Bend in the winter is not a real exciting place to be in. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, well, as luck would have it, happy 10th anniversary to what we like to call the uh, Wester catch. I was actually at that game. Very awesome. Office. Thank you. Yeah, I was at the uh north Same here. you were in the south end zone when you made that catch, right? I was yeah. on the north side. So from that end, I had to rely on the crowd's reaction to tell me what mm -hmm. happened. So that was my experience. It was just completely electric. It was awesome. But can you just walk us through kind of like what that was like for you? I'm sure you've gotten this question a million times, but I'd love yeah. to hear it out of your own mouth for all of us. Yeah. So that, that, that game, that was kind of a, a coming out party for myself. And then leading up to that, Hail Mary, I had a couple other big catches throughout that game. Um, so I was having a pretty good game. Mm. Um, and it was a tough battle back and forth. And I mean, if you look at that last drive, so many players on our team made such big plays. Amir had a, a huge conversion. Um, Sam Burge had a great play, gets out of bounds, stops the clock. So there were so many things that led up to to even giving us that opportunity to to, to do that Hail Mary. Um, but but you know, it's funny, you know, practice makes perfect in that play. It's called Geronimo. Um, you know, we covered it every single Friday before the game, our our end of game package. So we run the play. Everybody does what they're supposed to do, does their job. Northwestern did a real piss poor job of, of, of protecting the end zone. They all <laughs> essentially left the end zone and just left me back there by myself. But, you know, you form, you essentially have a jump guy in the middle and you form a triangle around him. So we had Quincy in the middle there. The ball gets thrown up. Um, I mean, Ron's got a cannon, so he was able to get it there. No problem. And uh, I actually think one of the Northwestern players tipped it, if I, if I, if I remember correctly. And it just, mm -hmm. I mean, it was, I mean, couldn't get any, any, uh, any better with that tip, just slowly going back and my eyes just lit up. And then again, going back to, you know, what my dad instilled in me, just anything's catchable, go get the ball. So, and I, and I knew I had to go back to get it. So when I caught that ball, I reached backwards just to, to make sure, but I think when I did possess it, I was already in the end zone, thankfully, but even if I wasn't, I reached back and, and got it. Um, but I mean, it's just a surreal play. This, you know, analytically looking at that, how how the odds of that play being successful <laughs> is is close to zero. So, right. um, you know, to be on the the receiving end of that one, and again, I'll, I mean, I'll have it for life. I'm I'm yeah. almost thirty years old, and I'm and we're talking about it, and it's just I love talking about it. It's it's it'll it'll be with me forever, forever. Right. I you and and you and um you and Ronnie Kellogg are kind of etched in Husker history for that. Um, right. Do you do you keep up with ron at all or you guys i mean you guys are kind of linked together forever just because right, of that right, historic right. play right oh yeah here and there and i always like to check on you know the, my former teammates and stuff but yeah here and there especially when you know when this time this time comes around and then it's it's it gets blown up on social media you know we we'll check in hey how you doing what's going on how's life you know all that good stuff so cool um, cool forever my husker family 
I just remember I was in the North End Zone too, Jeff. And I just remember it was almost like a movie, like with the eruption of the cloud, but it was almost like whoosh, like a, like a, yeah. I don't know, like a wave or something. It was like a shock you know, wave. Like, a, like just the disbelief. And then I'll never forget looking left and my dad just having this like look on his face. <laughs> yeah. And then my brother like just jumping around like crazy. And like, I just, just like, I, Jordan, I guess Jordan, one thing I would ask you is like, do you have a clear memory after catching the ball and realizing we had just won the game? Do you have a clear memory or did you black out or like, can you picture it to this day or like, what's Oh yeah. Like? Yeah. Clear, clear as day. I mean, I still remember that ball just like sitting there in the sky and I'm like, Oh my God, get the ball. But I, you know, I tried to get up, I tried to get up and take off down the field. And what's funny is like it happened in Northwestern and, and I had some former teammates at the time on, on that team. And obviously being an Illinois guy, I knew a bunch of those guys. So I was about sure. to take off on that sideline right by all of them going crazy um <laughs> but sam birch decided to, to clothesline me so that, guy, <laughs> that was stopped and you know the team comes and piles on and that was a little bit of a scary moment thank god for jeremiah searles we always talk about this um yeah it's a lot of weight and everyone jumps on me and then it started cool then i was like oh sh oh, oh crap what's going on here <laughs> jeremiah searles is like right above me almost like bench pressing holding the weight of the team on his back giving me some space <laughs> to breathe <laughs> um, and we're both screaming like, get up, get up. Cause we couldn't, I mean, that's, it's, it, it was crazy. We couldn't breathe. And, and we, when we got out of there, our faces were like bright red. We're like, holy crap. And then we went back to being excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Jordan, Jordan switching gears a little bit here. Um, you know, one thing we wanted to ask you and we've, we've been through way too many um, changes, especially with coaching staffs here in Lincoln. Um, and it's something that you've, that you've dealt with yourself. Um, you mentioned, you know, you love Bo, and I think, you know, most of us kind of feel a little bit the same way about Bo. Um, you know, you recruited by Bo, played for Bo, and then had to make the switch into playing for Coach Riley and staff. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, like, what that was like and, and how you kind of have to adjust that that way of thinking for you, and now i got to go to ball for this guy? Right. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. And for us, you know, and I'm, I'm, you guys know this, I'm sure you know the stories, that Bo being fired was was unexpected. You know, we we go to Iowa, we beat Iowa. It's our ninth win of the season, and then you know the day after it's Thanksgiving, we wake up to a text that's like, "Please check your emails for information regarding Bo Pelini." So my my immediate thought was like, "Oh crap!" Did like was there did he get hurt? Was it like what happened? And uh, we have fired blah blah blah. So you got to be kidding. Like we were we we had we were all like just sideswiped. We had no idea where this came from, uh, why it happened. Um, we always knew that Bo. Uh, you know, butted heads with, we would call them a third floor administration. We always knew that, but we didn't, we didn't think it was to a point where you go get your ninth win of the season, which, you know, they haven't had since 2016, my senior year, um, that, that you're going to fire a guy, you know? So um, that was a mistake, 100% a mistake. And, and, you know, it is what it is though. And then, you know, as a player, your thought process, yeah, that sucks. And they're bringing in a, a new staff. There's two ways you can go about it. You can go cold shoulder and, and then, you know, play the rest of your career that way, or you can, you know, embrace the new staff, which is what we had to do. It's what, what you should do. Um, you know, we embrace coach Riley and I love coach Riley, different, different completely different styles. He's more the Tony Dungy, nice approach to things, a positive mm -hmm. reinforcement where Bo was, was more the fiery Italian guy I said, where <laughs> you, you make a problem right. and he's on your ass like that. And then he lets you know. So um, both coaching styles for me were, were fine. Um, some guys struggle some guys, some some players struggle with that type of coaching, um, vice versa. 
Some guys, when they get screamed at, they they tuck their tails and they cower. And it doesn't work. Some guys, um, some guys need to be screamed at. So, um, you know, to each their own. Um, at that point in my career, I was a mature player, and then I could, you know, I was able to to adapt need be. Um, but but it's tough. It's tough. And we did have guys that were, you know, totally Bo, Coach Bo, and, and didn't give a crap about the new staff. And and it is a business. Some of those guys are really good players who continue to play, and some of those guys were guys that never saw the field. So. Um, it just, it was what it was, but it's tough. It is, it is super tough. And, you know, essentially that, you know, that first year bringing in that new staff, it's a transition year. You don't expect to do well. Our team was very talented. Um, my junior year, we ended up going, I mean, we had a really unlucky year, our record. We were, we were much better than our record. We went five and you know, six and seven, I think. And yep, we had a yep. game, our first game, we lost to, to BYU on a Hill Mary. Yep. Um, we lost to Miami at Miami in overtime. We lost to Wisconsin on a field goal. We lost lost to Northwestern on a field goal. Um, it's just just crazy crap. And then we ended up beating Michigan State, who's ranked seventh in the nation at home. So our team, we were much much better than our record. I think a lot of it was 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 probably just you know that that transition, that staff, and and just that's tough and that weighs on your team. I think that if we had that season and we still had our, our previous staff, uh, you know we're we're we're, we're winning 10, 11 games that year. Um, so, I mean, that, that it just sucks that it, it turned out how it was because we had a, such a good recruiting class that, that Bo brought in. Um, so a lot of those, those little, you know, those, those minuscule losses, I just, it had to do with just the coaching turnover. And that just, it just is what it is. Cause that's, it's a transition year. So right. a lot goes right. on and, and the coaches do the best they can, but it just, it is what it is. It is similar to coach rule right now, right? He's, he's trying to make the best with, with what he has and, and, it's tough, and uh, come on, let's get a freaking bowl game this year. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's just, yeah, baby. It's, it's just tough. It's tough, and it is what it is. And then uh, my senior year with Coach Riley, we we were really good. You know, we started off seven and zero, lose to Wisconsin at Wisconsin on a bullshit um, pass interference call that should have been called against uh, TJ yeah. Watt. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, and and then you know it's funny they missed they they scored missed a field goal. If they call that pi, we're on the one yard line. We punch it's- in, we kick a field goal, we win the game. Exactly. So, exactly. That was that was bullshit. Uh, forever will piss me <laughs> off. <laughs> but but love, uh, love the passion. Oh yeah, it's, it'll be there forever. Um, but uh, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's tough to answer your question. It's, it's it's a tough, tough, tough thing when when you know a coach recruits you, brings you in, and then I mean, I remember when when you know I was I was visibly upset, emotional. You know when when Coach Fisher, my receiver coach had to like kind of say his goodbyes. Like, it was, it's, it's horrible, right? You, you're so invested, just like they're invested in you. Um, that sure. it, it's tough and it's personal. So sure. um, it's tough. But again, you know, there's two ways you can go about it. You can cold shoulder and then, you know, go that route, or you can just kind of embrace, you know, embrace the change and make the best out of, you know, the cards that you're dealt with, which is what I did. All right. We're glad yeah. you did. Yes, yes we are. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's another, my memory of that last drive against Michigan state in 2015 is that you caught like 12 balls on that last drive. (laughs) It was just like, you know, before the Riley catch, it was Western camp, Western camp, Western camp, Western camp. I got, I got the snot kicked out of me that game. I had a, uh, I had a concussion after that game. Um, I took, there was a play like, I think it was first or second quarter. I caught a little shoot route and I jumped up and I got up. And I got, and a guy kind of hit me in my stomach and, and tackled me from the front. And I fell back and boom, Ooh. smacked my head. And I just went, I went, you know, lights out. Um, and, and then still, you know, played through the game and had some big catches. And then on that last drive, 
um, the same thing. I just got catch a ball and I had to slow down for it. And then the Michigan State guy just helmet to helmet. And you, my head nice. popped up and I'm down. And then I had to come out. And I, at that point, I, I I bit my lip. So I was like spitting up blood. <laughs> and, and I'm trying to get back in there. And they took my helmet. They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't let me back. And I go, you're done. You're done. Well, you and, <laughs> you and Tommy. The right call. Yeah. You and Tommy had that. And I think it was on that last drive. You guys, you guys had that seam route that you would run down yes. pat. And I think that's where you're talking about. You got smoked on that one, but you had yeah. that little route up the right up the middle that almost right. the defense almost never seemed to be able to figure that out or defend that. And in, in two years, because the year before we went to Michigan State and I had like I had 158 receiving yards on this. And it was the same route, just little benders, little benders. And they just they played a weird like cover four, um, like they would press the outside and play cover four with their. It was it was super weird. So the middle of the field was always just wide open for us. Yeah. And they just they, they just would not adjust to cover it. So we took advantage of it. Love it. Do you, um, going back to Bo, do you still talk to Bo and or and or do you have any other great Bo stories you can share that the, the all common fans would love to hear? Uh, not, I got some more stories. All right, Skip, have a good one. Um, <laughs> I, I, have, I have stories, just, just I can't share. <laughs> I they're, get they're, it. They're, they're good. They're good stories. I mean, I love Bo is he's the man. He's a, he's the man. I love I love Coach Bo, and, and I hope he's well. And again, here and there, I'll reach out to all those guys: Coach Garrison, yeah. Coach Cotton, Coach Fisher, Coach Coach Bellini, Coach Beck. Talked to Coach right. Beck a, a couple months ago, but um, yeah, those guys are so near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, they, they those guys help. You go to college and you're a young adult, and they they kind of help develop you into a man. So those guys were you know, all those guys were such good, um, important figures and, and mentors in my life, and, and and I love those guys. So yeah, um, I definitely I always reach out and try to be in contact as much as I can. That's awesome. Now, uh, so talking about, we were talking about the Western catch, the Michigan state game, another memory I have, I was in the house for this one too. The fourth and nine catch against Oregon on the, on the game winning drive. Do you have, I mean, you you were part of some really big moments of the last, you know, decade of Husker football. Do you have like a favorite win, a favorite memory, something that's like uh, far and away tops for you? I mean, yeah, obviously, I immediately go to the Hail Mary and the behind the back. Those ones will, will always kind of be 1A and B. Um, but the Michigan State game, I had so much family into that game, so that was super freaking cool. Um, you know, my, my senior day, I, I had a great game against Maryland, and I caught a touchdown. I did, like, the, the McGregor billionaire walk <laughs> when they got that on camera. So I loved that. That was cool. The Oregon game, um, I had two touchdowns, and I had that fourth and nine conversion, which was huge. Um that, I mean, that, that was a great one. I mean, there's so many, I have so many good memories. Um, I was really fortunate to have the career I did at Nebraska and I'm so thankful for it. Um, again, those, those memories that will be with me for life. Yeah. Awesome. And that's great. Um, piggybacking off what TJ was saying about coaching and coach, uh, Bo, um, do you have any thoughts on the way I know you had mentioned already that rules doing what he can with what he has right now? Do you have any opinions or thoughts on the direction we're going or how things are looking so far in your opinion? Yeah, I think he's doing the best he can. Again, I think these transition years, you can't judge a coach in these transition years. So I think he's doing the best he can. If he gets to a bowl game, I mean, that's that's awesome. That's a that, that is a that is a fantastic season, right? Because no one expected, mm-hmm. um, you know, no one expected that with, with this transition year. I know, I, at least I did, because I know I know how hard it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do like him. I like what he's preaching. I have not met him. I've not met him. Now he followed me on Twitter. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not met him. 
Um, I'd love to meet him. I, I just right now it's with, with what I'm doing right now. It's really hard. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to get to a game this year, unfortunately. Um, but I know like when I go out there and, and I always, they always invite me to practices and all that good stuff. So I'm hoping to get out there and, and, and meet the staff and, and meet coach rule um, and meet the receiving co receiver coach. He's a pretty young cat. Yeah. Do you, yeah, still watch, do you still watch the Huskers regularly? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Husker, not, not, Husker fan for life. Absolutely. I mean, now I got to freaking get a streaming service to watch the game this weekend, right? <laughs> the Peacock War. Yeah. That's yeah. a hot, hot button topic around here with the, with the Peacock. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it, but I just, <laughs> right. We won't, we won't take you down that rabbit hole. So you mentioned what you're, you know, with what you're doing now, it looks like uh, in the background we're recording here, you've got like a, a gym or an athletic uh, complex there or something. What are, what are you? Oh yeah. There's some, there's some weights and everything. I haven't, I haven't been close to one of those in years. What, uh, <laughs> what are you up to these days, Jordan? Yeah. So, so I run a, a sports performance facility working with, with power athletes. So, so football, basketball, baseball, essentially anybody who's, who's trying to get stronger, faster, jump higher, jump further all that good stuff. Um, and I've got, you know, my story of how I got here is, is it's, it's, I'll summarize it. Essentially. I, I had my bad injuries, my senior year at Nebraska, um, you know, sports hernia going into my senior year playing Illinois. I took a knee to my low back and I, I fractured three of my transverse processes in my low back, which are like those little knobs on your spine. Yeah. Um, so I missed a couple games for that. That was brutal. Um, and then my, you know, getting ready for our, my senior year bowl game, my last game, I catch a pass, make a move, and I feel something moving around in my knee. And I found out that I had a, a meniscus tear, which isn't a huge deal, but I, I had what's called a chondral defect in my femur head. So I had bone chipping off my femur head, which is oof, oof. for a 21 year old to have that, you know, and it, you know, it was a wear and tear type deal, but it, that, that's a serious, serious injury. And I, they, 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 they pretty much approached me and said, you can either, you know, continue to do what you're doing and playing this game and yada, yada, yada. And you're going to have to replace your knee when you're 25 or oh, yeah. So that, I mean, the cartilage is worn away that bad that the, the, now the bone was breaking off and it was chipping away. So, wow. Um, they had to go in and repair that. And I, you know, I said, okay, I, I, I love the game of football, but you know, I want to be able to walk when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I had to get that surgery. And it was, it was heartbreaking that, that I went out that way. Cause I would, you know, you know, Tommy was dealing with injuries. Nate wasn't playing. I know if, you know, our, me, Nate, and Tommy were playing in that game, we would have beat the crap out of Tennessee. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was what it was. And uh, I had to, I, you know, I had to get those surgeries. So I, I had that and got that all done. And as, uh, you know, everyone else was getting ready for the combine and training their butts off, I was rehabbing my knee. So, um, you know, I had so many other injuries too that, I, that my body, my body was just beat up. It was just beat up. And I didn't have time. And that, that window of opportunity for the NFL is that big. Yeah, I didn't have any time to to get myself right, and and I mean that I finished that that game. Don't have those problems. The next six months, I it's purely training for the you know your pro day combine and getting your body right. I didn't have that luxury. I had to rehab a knee injury. So, um, you know, I had a mock pro day, and this was like weeks after their actual pro day. I, I'd been off of crutches for like two weeks, and I went and, and still you know had ten NFL teams there. And they knew it. They knew, but they just wanted to see that I could still move and, and catch the ball. And, you know, and, and the numbers weren't, weren't going to be anything because I couldn't have two weeks off crutches. That, that's Jeez. that's the training I had for it. So um, I do that. And then um, the Miami Dolphins end up signing me free agency. And, and, and you know, I go and do that. And I, I end up tearing my hamstring on the opposite leg that I had surgery on because I had oh. so many 
so much so much dysfunction and, comp and compensation issues. It's just, it's just crazy. At that point, I put my foot down and said, "Okay, this is it. I I got I got to get my body right. I got to get my body right." Right. So I came back home, and I just I just went on you know my laptop and went you know my sports chiropractor near me, and up popped a guy named Dr. Stephen Major, and he was a really well known, renowned guy in the area that helps athletes and all that stuff. So I made an appointment. Went there, had my assessment. He told me everything I already knew. You're a freaking mess. You know, your gait's completely messed up. You know, your, your mobility issues from head to toe. Like, like, and I already knew that. But I was like, okay, great. Now fix me, doc. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, he he did the best he could. And then some of my stuff was just like, you know, it was never going to never gonna be the same. Yeah. Um, but he got me back to, to at least minimizing the, the pain I experienced on a daily basis. Um, so, so I built up a great relationship with that doctor and I would, and at his facility, he had a, he had a pretty cool facility, um, where it was, it was like rehab, nutrition, chiropractic work. And, and, and I would, I would train there too, my strength training and speed training. Um, so I would do all that stuff. I mean, as I was trying to get back into other leagues, I, uh, I eventually signed with the, the XFL. This was pre COVID. Cool. Um, and I'm doing that and then COVID hit and everything shut down. Yeah. Oh. So. Um, I came, I came back home. I still trained and worked with, with this doctor. And at that point he had asked me, Hey, as you're waiting for these leagues to open back up, do you want to come on staff and help assist in rehab, train athletes and, and then, you know, do treatment? I said, absolutely. You know, that, that's kind of my plan when I'm done. I love this. I don't want to leave the field of sports. It's exactly what I want to do. So I started doing that and I just absolutely fell in love with it. He was my mentor and I got all my certifications and I, I built up a good clientele, um, to the point where I ended up opening up my own facility. And now, and I don't know if you can see this, but behind me, let me turn the left doors right there. On the other side of those doors is that doctor's facility. Oh, so, awesome. So what I ended up doing right. is found out this was an open space next to it. And we, we, you know, I talked to the building owner, I'm leasing it and we hammered a wall, put a door in, and I installed 20 yards of turf and then, and the fitness equipment. And, um, you know, from there it's, it's, it's just been a dream come true. So I had my own, sports performance facility here and we work with high school college pro athletes um some youth athletes as well and it's it's been a dream come true and i, I wow. always tell people you know I, I i wish that i was playing on sundays obviously that was my dream growing up and you know my path took me a different direction and i couldn't be happier um and i'm here now and my yeah. body feels decent <laughs> so, awesome. so that's so great to hear good for you that's outstanding that's, that's where that's kind of a long story short but but yeah just a bunch of injuries un really really untimely injuries there at the end of my career um, that, that set me down a different path. And you know, it's, it, it's, it's tough because, you know, to this day, I, I still, you know, I'll wake up and it's tough for me to put my socks on just cause that, you know, my back. Oof. Um, but I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm staying on top of all that stuff and just making sure, um, you know, I'm staying healthy, all that good stuff. Got to, got to, got to yeah, it's, right. it's a battle, but it is what it is. Right. And yeah. everything uh, happens, yeah. everything happens for a reason. I believe that. And, uh, right. you know, I think maybe now your purpose is to get, um, other guys ready to get to the level that you were at and, um, and, exactly and watch, right. watch them succeed. Exactly. That's I, there's just nothing that makes me happier than, you know, working with, with a, with a, you know, young adult, a kid and then helping them you know, get to the level they want to play, whether it's starting on their high school freshman team or, you know, playing in the league, whatever it might be. I, I, I just, I, I, I thoroughly love doing it. And then, um, you know, I have a great time and, and, you know, I actually, I did, I did plug myself to coach rule about, uh, if the receiving coaching position ever opens up, <laughs> yeah, there you there go. We go. I would nice. be open, or at least you know, be an assistant. Be an assistant. Um, I, I know the current, the current, um, the current coach. He's good. He's good. I know. I know he knows his stuff. But I'm like, 
Hey, you know, if that ever, or, or maybe well, even a, hey, a you know, you know, we started ask. we started a change.org petition to try to save Brian Ferentz's job. Um, so we could we could also start we could start a petition to get you hired on the rule staff when the time is right when the time is correct, right correct yeah you know it's 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 uh, you know whether it's you know helping out with the wideouts or even helping in the in the weight room because that's kind of my background now as a strength and conditioning coach so um, you know I would love that's that's obviously a stepping stone and 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 would be a dream come true for myself but um, you know I love what I'm doing and and then I'm just gonna keep working my my ass off here to to, to grow this and then and get better at what I'm doing currently. Awesome. Good for you. Well, hey, Westy, you know, being conscious of your time, and we're so grateful for you uh, giving us that time. Uh, I think a, just a couple more questions before we get you out of here. But yeah, no we, we have to ask you, we, we've got this running thing on our program about how Nebraska just, just should always be at the top, um, especially in the Big Ten. And any, any some of these programs that we've lost to in recent years are really we've called them second rate programs. Um, <laughs> some that, some from your home state there, Illinois and Northwestern, <laughs> and maybe the Purdue's. Who we're curious, who is your most hated Big Ten opponent? I, I mean, I, we talked a little bit earlier, Wisconsin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we and here's we. You know, my 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 sophomore year, we went there. And we went up seventeen to three on them, and then yes. Mel Cooper decided to wake up. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, the other, the, it was T.J. Watt, not Jay, T.J. Watt, tackling me on the my, my over out, which should have been a pat. I mean, I don't think I think I, I think I may my my redshirt freshman year. I think we beat Wisconsin, but I'm not sure if I ever beat Wisconsin. Yeah, we beat, uh, we beat them in 2012. Yeah, so that'll be my redshirt yeah. freshman year. So I don't even know if I count that. I, I mean, I guess technically, um, but. But um, that 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 Wisconsin always pops in my head. Um, I know everyone hates Iowa. Um, yes, I was I was another one. But yeah, Iowa and Wisconsin. Well, and yeah. especially yeah, you were in. Gosh, you were in some just that 2015 loss to Wisconsin. You mentioned that you know Janovich had that touchdown run late to to put the Huskers up. And then um, 2016 in Madison. I mean, you were just in some barn burners against yeah. those guys. Got punches. Yeah. Always. All, I mean, it was always a great game. It yeah. just shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, common fans, uh, we're recording this the day before the Maryland game. It probably won't be out. Uh, it won't, won't be ready for prime time until after the Maryland game. But what, why don't we get you on record while we can, Jordan? Are they going to get the sixth win and 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 go get that bowl game this weekend? I think they will. I think they will. Uh, last week, I think, I think last week it was just we. You know, all year I thought we we've done pretty pretty decent just playing. Last week we just played bad, and and that's yeah. going to happen there. I think if we just if we take care of business and do do. You know, play consistent. They, they should get the W. Now Maryland's not a. It's not. They're not. A, they're not a weak team. You know, they, they've they've had some good showing. So we'll see. They still got to play the game. Yep. Um. But um, I think they do. I think they get the W. I don't want to jinx anything, but <laughs> they get the W and we're going bowling. Well, it'd be super cool to do it in Lincoln at home. Right. Uh, Lincoln, which is apparently South Bend's older brother. So uh, <laughs> glad to hear that. Outside. All right. Well, thank you so much to Jordan Westerkamp, Husker legend, uh, for joining the Common Fans today. Just thoroughly enjoyed the conversation, Jordan. Um, any final yeah. words, Jordan, or or Matt or Jeff? Um, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and I'm just always go Big Red. All right. And thanks, Jordan. The one, as if memory serves me correct, you used to be a big mustache guy, didn't you? You had a, 
I've I've recently taken on the mantle of the mustache. Hey, phenomenal. Um, there's, there's a lot of pressure that okay. comes along with that, as you know. Um, you know what? Right? I actually I was growing it out, but then Halloween came around, and I had to, I had to clean up for a, for a, <laughs> for a costume. But um, but uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. All right. I, I want to make sure I get. I can I can grow a pretty damn good mustache. I wanted we, to make sure we, that I wasn't going to get a job promotion or money thrown at me because these things <laughs> just tend to take on a lot of responsibility. Right. <laughs> inside, yeah. tough, tough job. Yeah. Well, and we, we appreciate that's, it. That's solid commitment to the Halloween costume, by the way, Westy. Right, right. Um, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, common fans. Uh, agree with Jordan. We're going to go get that bull game this weekend. As always, GBR for life. Go Big Red. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.